Welcome to NoSpinHomilies.com. I invite you to join me to reflect upon the homilies of Father Dan. Father Dan will challenge us to open our heart, mind, and soul to the Word of God. Father Dan will draw upon sacred scripture along with art, literature, and the lives of the saints to help us grow in our love and knowledge of the scripture. In doing so, we can become the living Word of God in this world. Now it is my pleasure to present to you No Spin Homilies. In today's Gospel, Jesus gives us the parable of the landowner who hires tenants in the morning, in the afternoon, and later in the day to work the vineyard and then pay them justly. Jesus always taught in parables. Parables are funny stories that always give us a twist at the end, some unexpected ending that we never expected. Now, parables are used to turn our world upside down, get us to think in different ways, to help us think out of the box. But most importantly, parables help us to see how God operates, how God sees the world that is different from our perspective of the world. Now, in the Gospel, we have the parable of the landowner. Now, for many people, the first reaction is, this is unfair, this story. It's unjust how the landowner treats his workers. Now, I would argue this story, as well as the story of the prodigal son, is probably one of the most unpopular stories in all of the Gospels. The story of the prodigal son, people don't like it, how the older son is treated by the father. Well, here too, people don't like it. The way the landowner treats each and every one of his hired workers. Now, it's important to know, Jesus wants to teach us our way of thinking is not God's way of thinking. i give you a good analogy. You take a child and a parent. A parent says to their child, it's 8 o'clock at night, it's time to go to bed. But the child says to the parent, well, I'm not tired, I want to stay up to midnight. The parent says, no, you go to bed because you have school tomorrow morning. The child says, well, this is unfair. This is unjust. I don't want to go to bed. I'm not tired. But the parent knows better. The parent knows the child needs their sleep. Or the next day, the child comes up to their parent and they say, I want ice cream for dinner. The parent says, absolutely not. You're going to eat your fruit, your vegetables, your meat, and you're going to drink your milk. The child says, well, this is unfair. This is unjust. I want to eat ice cream for dinner. And so the child doesn't have the perspective of a, of a parent. But the parent sees and knows much, much more that is good and healthy and safe for that child. But the child sees from a very narrow perspective. It's only natural because they are children. And so the child naturally concludes that their parents are unfair and unjust because they don't give them the right to do what they want to do. Now take that analogy and apply it to the spiritual life. We see from a very narrow perspective, whether it's our life or the world, versus how God sees the world. God sees from a very complete or overall perspective, and therein lies the problem. From our perspective, we see things as they appear unjust or unfair, and yet we fail to see or understand all the implications and fail to 
to see the complete picture as God does. We have to realize that God sees, you could say, the big picture. He sees everything from the very beginning of time, the story of creation, to the very end of time. God sees it all. But for us, we see a tiny little sliver of the big picture as it pertains to us in our life and in this world. Therefore, it's hard to see that all the complications of the world, to see a global perspective or the big picture. Therefore, just like a child, things appear unjust or unfair. In reality, may not be. In reality, they may be part of God's divine plan for us all. Give you some examples. We look out into this world. We see a young woman who has two young children and she's dying of cancer. It's an incurable cancer. And we say, that's unjust. That's unfair. At the same time, we will look out into this world and we see a person that has lived a very long time with chronic pain, debilitating diseases. They've made their peace with God and now they want nothing more than to go home, to go back to heaven and to be released from all their pain. And yet they linger day and day and day. They linger on. We say, well, that's not fair. That's unjust. Or take, for example, the victims from the hurricanes in Texas, Louisiana, and Florida. They've been wiped out completely. Everything that they have is gone. And yet we see politicians or people working in Wall Street or in corporations that dishonestly earn millions of dollars. And we say, that's unfair. That's unjust. How can this happen? Well, during these times, what we have to do is turn to the scripture readings for this weekend. First, the reading from the prophet Isaiah. God says to Isaiah, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, and my ways are not your ways. Here Isaiah is telling us that from our perspective of the world, it's the perspective of a child. You know, we have a very narrow perspective. We see things that appear to be unfair or unjust, but we don't see the big picture. Why is that? Well, because we're finite creatures. There's only so much we can take in and understand. But God is infinite. He sees the beginning of the world. He sees the end. And he sees the big picture. And he recognizes that each and every one of us plays a role in his divine plan of life in this world. What's the key? We have to have faith and trust. We have to have faith in a God that loves us to no end, to the extent that God loves us so much he's willing to die on a cross for us. More to it, we have to trust God. Trust God in his ways, that they are always just, even when they don't appear to be. You know, there's that classic Zen story of the farmer. Each and every year, he works his farm with his horse. Well, one day the horse runs away. Now the farmer's friends come to him to try and console him. And they say to the farmer, how unfortunate you are, how unlucky you are that your horse ran away from you. The farmer's response, we'll see. A week later, the horse returns. The horse returns with two other wild horses. The farmer's friends come back and they say to the farmer, how lucky you are, how fortunate you are. Your horses come back and he's brought two other free horses for you. The farmer's response, we'll see. A week later, 
The farmer's son is riding one of the wild horses, and he's thrown from the horse. He falls, and he breaks his arm. Again, the friends come over, and they say to the farmer, How unlucky you are! How unfortunate you are that your son has broken his arm! The farmer's response? We'll see. A week later, the king of the area wants to form an army to go into battle with his neighbor. And so he sends out soldiers throughout the countryside to recruit young men. The soldiers come to the farmer's house. They see the farmer's son, that he has a broken arm, and they move on. They don't recruit him into the army. Again, the farmer's friends come over and they say, How lucky you are! How fortunate you are that your son wasn't recruited into the army. The farmer's response? We'll see. Now it's a classic Zen story because of the farmer's response. He keeps saying, we'll see. What really or may look good or bad luck in the grand scheme of things can change rather quickly. Now the farmer doesn't fully understand these events. He doesn't know if it's really good luck or bad luck, but the friends appear to know what truly is good and bad luck. Now the farmer knows, in the grand scheme of things, things don't always appear to what they are or to be. It's the age-old adage, perspective and reality. What we perceive as being unjust or unfair, in reality, is probably not. But instead, it could be part of God's great plan, his great scheme of things plan of salvation that we are all part of. What looks to be the worst luck for us could be the best thing that ever happened to us. What looks like something that is unjust, again, is probably God's overall plan for us all. Again, what's the key? Trust in an all-loving God. Have faith that God wants nothing but the best for us, that God has a plan for each and every one of us. And we are part of God's overall plan. And we all play a part in it. Now, with that in mind, going in the gospel begins to make some sense. The workers, at the end of the day, the ones that are hired early in the morning, they start to complain. Their immediate response is an injustice. They want more money than those people that were hired later on in the day, that didn't bear the burden or the heat of the day. But what might appear unjust on the surface may not be reality underneath. Why? Because the workers that were hired, they don't know the thoughts of the landowner. Maybe the landowner, when he hired those people later on in the day, he saw how desperate they were, how they were filled with anxiety because they couldn't find work in order to put food on the table for their family. Or maybe the landowner, When he hired the workers later on in the day, he looked into their faces. He saw that they felt like they were failures, that they lacked a sense of self-worth because they couldn't find any work. And so by giving them a full day's wage, he tried to, you could say, boost their morale, give them a sense of self-worth that was stolen from them because they couldn't find work. And so I think therein lies the teaching of Isaiah and Jesus. It's a powerful lesson. God's ways are not our ways. Again, it's the age-old analogy, perception and reality. What we perceive to be unjust and unfair in reality may be just the opposite. It may be part of God's overall plan. 
that we play a part in. What's the key for all of us? Faith and trust. Have faith that we have a God. Our God is a God that is all loving. And we trust that he wants nothing but the best for us. Now more than ever, as we see some of the events in our country, whether it's politics, the economy, as we see what's going on in the world, we ask ourselves, you know, what is truly going on? You know, where is the justice? This is so unfair. Well, what we have to do in times like this, engage in trust and faith. Faith in an all-loving God, trust that God wants nothing but the best for us, that our God is a God of justice, and to have faith and trust that God's love for us is always unconditional. And may the peace and the grace of Jesus Christ rest upon you always.